Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. In Odyssey Station. The score! Hit and run Sundays from 9 a.m. till noon. Three-oh swing from Sheets. Into left center. Green looks up. Gavin Sheets takes it up and out. And a 3-0-3-0 lead. On the ground up the middle. And this is another run. RBI single, Tim Anderson, 7-zip. Center field, Robert back at the track. That is it. The Sox shut out the Tigers. Johnny Cueto was awesome today. Stretch by Kershaw, the 2-2. Ground ball to short, heading home. Wisdom to throw to the plate, not in time. The ball bounces away. Horner goes to second. Wisdom gets up limping. Horner overruns the bag and now gets back to second. Cubs take the lead. Here's the 3-1, a fly ball to deep center field. Back goes Velasquez, and that's a home run. Jake Lamb homers for the second night in a row. And this one ties the game in the seventh inning. And the pitch, a swing and a looper, shallow right field, base hit. It's going to drive in one. It's going to drive in two. A little looper over the head of Morrell into shallow right. And the one-two. That swings and misses. Strike three, and the ball game is over. Greg Kimbrell with save number 387. And the Dodgers have won three in a row over the Cubs here in this series. The final again. The Los Angeles Dodgers four. And the Chicago Cubs, too. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Ah, good morning, baseball people. What's happening? It is just after 9 o'clock on an unbelievably beautiful Sunday morning. Have there been a lot of them? Or is it just the way that it feels when I wake up and I get to talk baseball with people? It's very... It's very difficult to tell for sure. I suppose we could look at the weather history. Good morning, Sean Sears. How are you? I'm great, Speaks. How about yourself, oh, man? Oh, I'm freaking delightful. Come yeah. on now. 
I'm absolutely delightful. Spent the whole day at the ballpark yesterday. The whole day and the whole night at the ballpark. Shooting something for uh, for Marquee. People might remember I did a little thing for Marquee last year about the Dead and Company show called On the Marquee. Doing a few more of those um, this summer about concerts. So yesterday I had a chance to hang out with a couple members of the Zac Brown Band and the um, uh, the road crew for the Zac Brown Band and and talk baseball and music. Sounds like a tough day, man. I mean, it's just, it is so my jam. Right. That's so you, man. It it is. Oh, God. I, I, I don't know that I'll... That I'll have a happier professional moment than sitting for 25 minutes and talking to the violin player from uh, the Zach Brown band, uh, Jimmy DiMartini, uh, just about like catchers as drummers, bass players as first basemen, Zach Brown being the starting pitcher slash general manager of that band, stuff like that, what it's like to play music at a ballpark and stand at center field and and look around and feel like you're in charge of the place how the music blasts from the outfield to the uh to to behind the plate and up to the press box and comes back how it's sort of a natural amphitheater those guys love playing ballparks just tremendous conversation that'll be um on marquee at some point in the next i don't know next month or so something like that and then went to the show last night so had a great time um, had plenty of time in the afternoon to catch Johnny Cueto, which we'll talk about a lot. And then after the concert, got home and watched the end of uh, Cubs and Dodgers and caught up on the rest of all of that, including Marcus Stroman's start, Drew Smiley's start today as uh, things are are uh, looking better for the Cubs in terms of getting some of the pitchers back in the rotation. But uh, in terms of the wins and losses, not so much. But it is, um, and the White Sox overall, we know all their issues systemically. What I'm trying to say is, folks, is that I feel great. It's 9.05 in the morning, and I hope you feel great on a glorious day. And let's talk baseball over the course of the next three hours. We've got a packed show. I'm going to invite you in in a matter of moments because I love to take your calls and talk to you guys and you girls on a Sunday morning. And um, this is probably the best time to do it. So if there's things you want to talk about in terms of the Cubs and Sox, we'll do it. And I'll give you a little uh, specific thing to talk about in a minute. But let me just tell you what else is going on in the show. Ron Coomer is going to come on at 11 o'clock. That's 9 a.m. West Coast time. He will come on from the hotel, talk about this Cubs stretch, but also follow up and talk about the Dodgers a little bit. Clayton Kershaw was brilliant yesterday. But also follow up on our conversation last week with Steve Greenberg and the article about Coom. I just, I just think Coom is a treasure. This is the thing. I think Coom is a treasure of this city, and that article did a lot for me in terms of like crystallizing the entire history of it and why he is the way he is as a guy and as a partner. So, and it all, of course, has <clears throat> a baseball backdrop to the man's life. So, I, I want to talk about that with him, and we will do so at eleven o'clock. Um, at eleven forty, as just about always, somewhere in that final hour, we will get Cam connected with Chris Kamka, the Sultan of Stat from NBC Sports Chicago. Another gem, another absolute treasure in this baseball town. So we'll talk to Kampka in the 11 o'clock hour. Jim Callis from MLB.com, MLB Pipeline. I know he was on yesterday with, um, with Inside the Clubhouse, but that's okay because there's a lot to talk to Jim, uh, Jim about. Uh, yesterday, he talked with David and with Bruce about the draft and who the Cubs and or Sox might take in the first round and educated a lot of us, and that's always helpful but here's an opportunity to talk to Jim about the systems. Let's talk about the prospects in the Cubs system. Let's talk about the prospects in the White Sox system. Let's talk about how good Oscar Colas and Colson Montgomery might be. 
how good, you know, Pete Crow Armstrong and Owen Casey might be. Let's uh, talk about that with one of the best guys to talk about prospects with in all of baseball. And uh, before all of that, at 940, we'll talk to James Fox. James Fox from Sox Machine and from Future Sox. And that collaboration, that mashup is killing it these days. Um, but James knows things about the White Sox very, very well and very much in depth. Um, some on the big league club, some on the system, and we'll do more draft with him. And he will actually you know, give us a thought on the Cubs draft as well. So we'll do some draft with James Fox and some big league White Sox with him. And then systems with Callis and then just, you know, conversation and Cubs with Coomer and conversation and odd statistical nuggets with Kampka. Before that, you guys, me, chatting now. White Sox Cubs from the past few days, the week that was. If you'd like to discuss, we can do that. And also this, Wilson Contreras is an all-star starter at catcher. It's awesome. Tim Anderson is an all-star starter at shortstop. That's also awesome. Love it. Each team got one. Who else should get in? Reserves get announced tonight, 5.30 Eastern time, I do believe. So that's 4.30 our time. Who's going to get in? Who should get in? And you can make the case for me via numbers if you like. And that's cool. And we can certainly look at that, compare folks on their positions. But remember, this is the All-Star Game. This is about praise. I love the All-Star Game. This is about the people you want to see. The players you want to see. You are allowed to have a vote. In fact, you do have a vote, and you made them. And now, you know, a lot of guys could be there based purely on merit, and they will be and they should be, but also it is a, uh, it's an exhibition game. I love that Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols are going to be there as honorary captains. That's very cool. Um, but tell me who the best players on the Cubs and the Sox in this first half are and who deserves to be there as a member of the all-star roster for the national league and for the American league. So you got a cub, you got a socks that you want to talk about as somebody who deserves to be there. You can add that to the mix right now at 312-644-6767. That's the phone number. That's also the number of the tech zone, which is brought to you by Rose and Hyundai of Algonquin save time shop online at rosenhunday.com. Johnny Cueto is awesome. Just I've always enjoyed him and uh, but really getting a chance to watch him as much as we have this year first of all stylistically that I mean that's the thing the joy to watch that dude my goodness sometimes it's a three-quarter delivery sometimes it is an over-the-top delivery sometimes there's a quick pitch sometimes there's a big leg kick Sometimes there's a short leg kick. Sometimes there's the full backspin where he really does look like Luis Tiant. But the thing about Luis Tiant, and the Luis Tiant comp has been made for a lot of years for Johnny Cueto. And for anybody who doesn't know Luis Tiant, he was brilliant as a Cleveland Indian at the time. Remember the Boston Red Sox. Uh, a, a Cuban starting pitcher with a crazy delivery who also had a rubber arm and just pitched and pitched and pitched and pitched and was really, really good and really fun to watch. And Cueto, Dominican and not Cuban, but the uh, comp to Tiant has been made a lot in Cueto's career, and it makes a lot of sense. But anybody who remembers Tiant, 
he had a crazy delivery that he repeated every single time. Cueto is all over the place. He's all there's who's like him? I, I mean, seriously, who are the guys in the history of this game who threw it as as differently, as strangely, and as effectively in so many different ways as him? I I don't know the answer to that. I'll have to ask Coom when we talk to Coom. Oh, I got to get baseball bona fides from Coom too. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll get we'll hit him on both those. Yes, we will. Make a note, Sean Sears. For God's sakes. I was at a concert last night. I need your mind. I need you to be sharp for me today. I got you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. But there's nobody like Cueto. And, oh, by the way, he's made 10 starts. He's gone six innings in nine of them. Nine of them. He's, he's given up three earned runs or less in nine of those 10 starts. He has been the most reliable starting pitcher on the White Sox. He has. The most reliable starting pitcher. Dylan Cease has been the most dominant. And Dylan Cease has the best stuff, by the way, and has very good numbers, et cetera. And is the guy that you're like, oh, it's Cease Day. All right. But Cueto has been the most reliable, the most consistent. It's unbelievable. A 2.91 ERA over 68 innings. This is how you know he's special and unique and fun. Praise from teammates and the manager, sure. Praise from... um, uh, you know, uh, those around him, sure. Eight shutout innings, by the way, yesterday. He's the first starting pitcher for the White Sox to even make an out, record an out in the eighth of any kind during the course of the year. But then this is uh, Tucker Barnhart, who used to play with Cueto in Cincinnati and was part of the Tigers being dominated by Cueto yesterday. How, how was that catching or, you know, hitting against Cueto after he just shoved it up their giggy? Listen to Tucker Barnhart. It's a lot of fun, to be honest. <laughs> you just got your ass kicked, dude. It's a lot of fun, to be honest. It's tough. It's fun because it's a challenge, is what he says. He's got all kinds of arms and legs coming at you. I've known Johnny for a long time, and he's fun to face. That's good. I'm glad you had a good time. Now go back and grab some bench. <laughs> All sorts of arms and legs coming out. I love it. That's the way it feels when you're up there. It's like, oh, man, there's an arm. Oof, there's a leg. I don't know. There's a, it, oh, there's a pitch. Oh, damn it. It's by me. It's, it's, he threw it by me. He only throws 93 now. He used to be 97. But, you know, when you got an arm and a leg and then 93, it feels uh, much more difficult, I suppose. Uh, one more thing on that, on that White Sox-Tigers game, by the way. Um, son of a rocket. Kobe Clemens, son of a rocket, son of a rocket, ought to be a better pitcher than that. Come on, man. You can't go out there and be the position player pitcher and just lollipop that up there when you have Clemens on the, on the back of your jersey. You can't do that. I'm sorry. I know the concern is that Kobe, who's playing a lot of first base for the Tigers, He's going to blow out his arm if he really is over there throwing, throwing hard. But I'm sorry, man. Can you imagine? No. It's like a, there's a little Marischal out there on the mound. He does the high leg kick and throws it 47. Yeah, No. I will not have it. Don't let Kobe pitch unless he's going to rear back and fire. Well, you know the dugout was probably giving it to him afterwards, too. It's the second time out there. Second time out there doing that. My God, you know, 
Son of a rocket. It, you know, should be better. Just got to let that fly. I was talking about Clemens with somebody yesterday uh, at the ballpark during the endless reams of baseball conversation that were taking place all day, of course. Do you know that the Astros, a lot of the Astros guys work out at Clemens's house? They really? Clemens, is, Clemens um, built himself an unbelievable training complex in the final few years of his career. Um, as he was, you know, holding teams hostage and playing one year at a time for the Yankees and the Astros and and people like that. Now I'm going to retire. All right, no, I'm not. He was he was Brett Farving his way through the last four to five years of his career, and it drove me crazy. I hate stuff like that, but so it goes. So that's what that's what Clemens was doing, and so he never knew where he was going to be. So he rehabbed on his own. He worked out on his own. He built himself with all the money, um, an incredible um, facility. At his home, like on his ranch there in Texas. And, of course, he had all his sons playing ball, and they would all work there. And now the Astros uh, go there, and they have gone there apparently for several years. So still very connected to MLB and um, a guy that we've had on the show. guy we should have on the show again sometime. I enjoyed talking to the Rocket. All right, 312-644-6767 is the phone number. I've got a couple things from last night's Cubs game I want to talk to you about. But let's let's hear about your all-star reserves from the north and the south side. If you want to talk about anything Cubs and Sox related, this is a good moment for you to get in. And frankly, we're guest heavy, so you should do it. At 312-644-6767, James Fox from Future Sox and Sox Machine coming up at 940. Um, I'll give you who I think, and I'd love to hear from you about your all-star reserves, Cubs and Sox, right here. Hit and run, 670 the score. Hit and run. with Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Matt Spiegel, Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. Jose on a line to right field, and it carries over Castro. Vaughn comes home. Robert is there as well. That was a seed that kept on flying, and it's 6 nothing. That is Jason Benetti on the call for the White Sox. Jose Abreu with the two-run double. That one over the head of the Tigers outfielder yesterday. And Abreu has been really, really good um, of late. There's not enough power. It is disappointing in that way. You know that. But the batting average has been really good over the past um, six to eight weeks. And Abreu's playing his butt off. Um, He is. There's still some bad moments. Interesting, I had a good conversation with Steve Stone on Friday uh, with Danny Parkins, as we do. Parkins and Spiegel, two to six here in the afternoons. And we talked about a rough night that Abreu had had the night before where he had some two-strike anxiety and swung wildly. At an 0-2 pitch from Soto, the Tigers' closer, and went down in the ninth inning. There was also a base running gaffe. And, I I mean, the dude, first of all, is human. Um, Second of all, has there's very few people that I respect more on either team in this town than Jose Abreu. The way that he has played, the way that he shows up in big moments, usually what the numbers have been in high leverage, et cetera. He has gotten better on defense. And, of course, the insane story of him even getting here and becoming a member of, uh, of the White Sox after 10 years of playing really, really well in the Cuban League and then the harrowing and well-told, oft-told story of his uh, emigration here. Um, so when you see Abreu play like that, you know something's up. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, by the way, some of the the post-game lingers from Jose Abreu sitting there in the dugout on that bench in the front right there, just sitting there and looking out at the field after a loss, after a loss where a rally comes up short um, or an opportunity has been missed. And Abreu sometimes just sits there and stares out at the field, feeling it. You can tell how much he's feeling it. And we know that he feels that. So, look, I, I, think, I think the guy's a terrific player and would be a great representative for the White Sox at the All-Star game. I don't think he's going to get there um, because there are some other folks who are more deserving numbers wise but we'll see what happens tonight at 5 30 have been asking for you to give me your all-star reserves at 312-644-6767 dylan cease now they don't announce a starting pitcher at the same time that they announce the other starters which of course happened on friday so we'll see who the starting pitcher is for the american league um probably if the timing is going to work out 
Justin Verlander will get that nod, and it's tough to argue with that as an 11-3 and guy with a 2 ERA, thrown 103 innings, given up only 71 hits. The whip is 0.87, Just and it's remarkable to see and talk about a guy who checks every box in terms of the legend, the, um, the excitement for a, uh, an exhibition game. Verlander gives you that as well as the excellence. You could also go Shane McClanahan of the Rays, who has been unbelievable on the year and especially in the last four to five weeks. Oh, my goodness. That guy's just been outrageous. There's some talk and desire for Shohei Otani to be that guy, which is more ceremonial and more fun, perhaps. And it's funny because last night Clayton Kershaw was brilliant Uh, going into the eighth inning, striking out 10 for the Dodgers against the Cubs. And there's some talk and a a big push being made for Clayton Kershaw as the starter for the National League because he's Clayton Kershaw. So Kershaw-Verlander would be pretty damn cool. Are they the most deserving in league from each league? Uh, not in the National League. I mean, Sandy Alcantara is that dude. Sandy is for sure that dude. He's he might run away with. He's running away with the Cy Young. Could honestly get some MVP votes this year. Uh, well, let's see. We'll see how they. Marlins. How the Marlins I'm hoping do. Marlins turn this around to make me sound better. But yes, yes, <laughs> you need that. Yeah, to sound better. But is Sandy's been so good. Sandy goes. Sandy went at least seven innings. I, I believe it's been eleven straight starts. Yeah, it's eleven straight. Starts. Eleven straight starts of at least seven. He's unreal. And last time out in the eighth inning, as he finished the eighth inning, he threw a pitch at one hundred and two. One hundred and two miles an hour on the last pitch of the game. He's been unreal. And the stuff moves like crazy. He's an absolute horse, and by that he mean I mean that he has four legs and he has a mane. There's lots of hair. On the back of his neck. No, 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 no. It's a horse in the pitching sense, Spiegel. Come on. Um, And Alcantara's been filthy. And I know some people want Tony Gonsolin of the Dodgers, who has the lowest ERA in the majors and is 11-0 and is a great story. His whip is unbelievable. He's only given up 48 hits in 88 innings. Um, But, you know, Gonsolin, good for you. Congratulations. You made the team. Here you go. Don't give the kid a start. Yeah, no, come on. Don't give him a start. See, here's the thing. I um, am of a few different minds about the White, about the All-Star game. And maybe you're hearing me kind of vacillate a little because I, I love it. I love being able to think about it and talk about it. You know why? Because I like praise. I do like praise. Not just because it's a Sunday morning and it is right to give praise. It does feel right to give praise to the ones that deserve it at 930 on a Sunday morning. It really does. Um, but I also... It, it, I. There's a moment, and maybe you have it somewhere in there, when you realized, oh, these are just the best from around the league and everybody's there. That's cool. When you were a kid and you were watching and you see the pregame introductions, that's a must. It, it, is, it is an absolute must. And maybe it's not a must for you anymore at this point in your life, but if you've got kids who are into it, make sure they see the pregame introductions. And just to see, I love that every team gets a guy. I love it. They should get a guy. They don't have to start. They don't even have to play, frankly. Not everybody needs to get in the game. I don't think everybody, I mean, most managers will try to get everybody in the game. But, I I mean, just, it's, congratulations. You made the team. Good for you. You're new. You're a fringe guy, but you're here. Um, Okay, great. Congratulations. Enjoy these three days. Enjoy hobnobbing around with these other all-stars. 
feeling uh, the connectivity, feeling like you've made it, your arrival, um, you're involved, good for you. Here's an introduction. Now grab some bench and watch the best in the game play. So when I talk about people making it, like I'm glad that Miggy and Pools are there and they'll each get an at-bat, they should not get more than one at-bat. They should each only get one at-bat. That's it. And Miggy's having a much better year than Albert. Miggy can still hit. A lot of it is singles. A lot of it is the opposite way, but that's what he's done his entire life. But um, I, I, I do, see, I enjoy the ceremony. I enjoy the pomp and the circumstance. Who doesn't love some good pomp? Huh? Come on. Dylan Cease for the White Sox should make it. Uh, Jose Abreu is on the fringe. It's got to be Cease, says a texter. Cease, that's it from Chicago. Uh, This texture says Ian Happ should be an all-star. Ian Happ should absolutely be in the mix among National League outfielders. Without a doubt, he has had a really, really good year. He's fourth among all qualified National League outfielders in OPS. Fourth. And that's a real crowded position, man. That's Mookie Betts, who's a starter. Juan Soto. Kyle Schwarber will absolutely be an all-star. I've heard that name before. He haunts me. He he, he absolutely haunts me. Did a segment about it uh, on the weekday show. Um, I I guess Thursday it was after he had two straight nights of two homers. He's still sitting at 27. Yeah, 27. Yeah, 27 still. And yeah. I know the batting average is low, and it, it and it's going to be. But the OPS is at 858. He's slugging 523. The bat speed is ridiculous. The power is absurd. The terror that he puts in the hearts and minds of the opposition is real. And the Cubs could not figure out how to simply let him be the best version of himself. Do you think he figures it out here if they do let him out? Or is this something that we, we wouldn't see this version of Schwarber here on the north side? Kevin Long, the hitting coach in Washington when he got traded, there, when he signed there for the one-year deal. And Kevin Long, who is now also the hitting coach in Philly, he connected with Kyle. And clearly there was nobody here who connected so cleanly and so clearly with Kyle. And Kyle is one of those guys who got overwhelmed by being given too much, too much data, too, too many different perspectives. You remember Albert Almora talking to Bruce Levine a couple of weeks ago about that exact thing, about some dark times here as a young hitter right. when he couldn't figure it out. And he had, in his words, he had a lot of different voices telling him a lot of different things. It's a very complicated thing when you make it complicated. And when you're somebody who needs it to be simple, like Schwarber, the, the, the myriad voices that you hear and perspectives can really screw you up just too much. They almost broke him. Sent him back down. He had to go back down to the minors, did Kyle Schwarber. After coming up and being a Paul Bunyan-esque superhero with all that power in the postseason. In 15, and then in 16, missing five months and being able to come back and hit well in the World Series, yada, yada. Almost broke him. So would it have happened here? (sighs) Depends on who the voice was. You know? Is it possible that Greg Brown, the hitting coach, now would connect with Kyle Schwarber and figure out what he needs and just give him that? And Kyle would be able to keep all the other voices out? Maybe. 
But Kyle knows a lot of people in the front office. Kyle knew Theo and Jed really well. They would talk to him. Other people would talk to him. Other people in the system. Knows Rossi really well. Rossi would talk to him. I don't know. So, no, it it might not have happened, but it shouldn't have needed to happen, if you get my drift. It was already there inside Schwarber. Somebody just needed to help it stay simple and come out. So Ian Happ for the Cubs, I think absolutely should be considered. Um, David Robertson should be considered, but we'll see. He's part of a bullpen that blew it the other night. Um, uh, Obviously on Friday, he and then Rowan Wick. And Rowan Wick, a tough one again last night. I have, have expressed it before my lack of trust in Rowan Wick, and it is vast. Oh, I do not trust Rowan Wick. I don't, and I have a hard time trusting him long-term to figure it out and become steadier, more stable, etc. Of all the closers in baseball who are in the top 20 in saves, um, David Robertson at number 18 Tied at 18 uh, with with 12 saves. Has a whip just over one. That's walks plus hits per innings pitch of 102. An ERA just over two, 2.10. Difficult to look at ERA, obviously, uh, for a reliever in the, the fairly limited sample. But Robertson has pitched in 31 games. He's 12 for 17 with save opportunities. Um, fun fact. The worst ERA and the worst whip of anybody in the top 20 in saves in all of MLB. Think about it. Top 20 closers in terms of saves. Who has the worst ERA and the worst walks plus hits per innings pitch? Sean, do you know the answer? Is it uh, one Liam Hendricks? No. It's not. Liam actually has pretty good ERA at 2.6 and whipped down at 1.05. There have been some big blow-ups for Liam, but just a couple, 16 of 19 in save opportunities. No, the, by, the, by those numbers, the worst closer still getting a lot of saves is Craig Kimbrell. Oh, I should have known that. 15 saves for Kimbrell, ERA of 4.66, whip of 1.52. Uh, ride the Kimbrell waves, man. Yeah, nobody in the top 25 of saves has a worse whip than Craig Kimbrell. At number 25 in saves with nine of them is Aroldis Chapman and a 1.63 whip. So he and Kimbrell have some saves, but some bad numbers. And in fact, in New York, Chapman's not even the closer anymore. The closer in that top 20 of saves with the best ERA and the best whip is Clay Holmes of the New York Yankees with a 0.46 ERA, a 0.74 whip. That's why Chapman is not getting that job back anytime soon. It's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run. So what do we decide? Ian Happ for the Cubs, Dylan Cease for the White Sox, and I think that might be it. We'll we'll see if there's more. I love Nico Horner's year. Thrilled for Nico Horner that he is having that kind of year and the way that he is playing defensively is, is huge. And absolutely matters. Bogart too? <laughs> no. Put, <laughs> put Bogarts at second. Let's talk about that later. Our, uh, our, our Bogarts, Correa, and Trey Turner, who you're getting a good close look at. Those options, which one you want. 
and why Bogarts might end up being the most likely of them. Love to talk about that a little bit later as well. It is Speaks here with you on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. And we'll talk to James Fox from Future Sox and Sox Machine next about the White Sox draft, a little Cubs draft as well, and some Sox big league stuff. Keep it right here on 670 The Score. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. 2-2. That is laced into right field for a base hit. Ellis jogs home to score. Montgomery in at second. Colas at first with an RBI single. And the Dash lead it now 5-1. Oscar Colas on the highlight right there. Uh, The White Sox have him. Part of uh, the next wave of the Cuban connection that is uh, down there and playing in the minors and could come up and could help at uh, any point. Mm, Exactly when? I don't know. We'll talk to Jim Callis from uh, MLB Pipeline about the systems themselves for the White Sox and the Cubs. We will focus on that with Jim uh, a little bit later on. But a chance to talk some White Sox, little system, little draft, and some White Sox big league stuff with James Fox right now, who joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. James from Future Sox and from Sox Machine. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Speaks. How are you, man? I'm good, man. So I know you love the draft, and I know you've made full-on mock drafts of the entire first round. I'm looking at... Your latest, which I think just came out this morning over on uh, Sox Machine, or maybe it came out yesterday, but I'm looking at that. I'm imagining your house like Matt Nagy's basement, James, with just walls covered in scouting reports, um, various uh, schematics, um, maybe some Codify printouts, some uh, baseball savant percentile stuff blown up real big. Do Do I have it right? Is that your basement? Yeah, just the basement, though. Yeah, I've been relegated to certain areas of the house. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, How does one uh, prep for an entire first-round mock draft? Um, How much of these guys have you gotten a chance to watch film on? Good for you. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of them. I mean, it's film, obviously, because, you know, I'm not out, like, traveling the country watching high school players like uh, like Jim Callis is able to. But, I mean, Josh Nelson helps a lot, too. So, like, joining up with Sox Machine, was very helpful because I will say he's he's like the much bigger fan of like college baseball the sport whereas like I would mostly just follow like guys who are going to be taken right so 
you know, you get the early list, and you're like, okay, these are the guys that are supposed to go high. These are the guys that I have to pay attention to. And then, yeah, you form opinions um, at that point. But, you know, I'm not watching college baseball regularly mm-hmm. um, but I think I have a pretty I think I have a pretty good idea of the guys that are going to go next Sunday though yeah well well tell me who do you like at the very top of this draft that maybe the Cubs can dream about at seven um, but obviously the White Sox uh, down there at number 26 cannot who, who do you like at the very very top so I think the Cubs like the dream scenario is uh, Cam Collier is Lou Collier's son he's 17 but wow. he you know, he reclassified out of high school and he played at one of the best Ducos in the country this year. And then he just played it uh, on the Cape Cod League, too. But it seems like he might be gone now. That was like the guy that was super rumored to the Cubs. And now there's talk with the Pirates. I think another Termar Johnson might have the best hit tool in the entire draft. He's a high school hitter out of uh, Georgia, but he's probably going to be a second baseman, but he can hit. So I think those two guys are best case scenario um for the cubs but i mean like like a lot of people think it's like there's seven hitters up there at the top and any so like the cubs might have an easy call at seven mm-hmm. but it does but it does depend because they're like one one more is uh elijah green who is former nfl player eric green's son he could want more money than i feel like the cut like he's supposed to go top three but if he doesn't and he's the guy left for the cubs like the cubs have they can spend $5.7 million right there at their slot. And I, I really don't think they want to go over. So that, that could be a potential issue for them. But I, they're going to get somebody really good at that spot. Just stay and take the hitter that's left, essentially. How much can, can they go over if they want? That obviously was something that they did a ton in Boston, uh, similar members of the Brain Trust way back when, and then the rules changed. They can go over, but just a little, Right. Yeah, so, like, they can. It's just, so even though they have the seventh pick in the draft, they have the tenth most bonus pool space because they don't have these extra picks because they're, like, a big market team. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's teams like the Twins and the Royals picking right behind them that have extra, they have extra picks. So that means they also have, like, an extra $1.5 million to $2 million to spend. So, you know, like, I think a kid like that could fall, and then all of a sudden he's nine to the Royals, and you're like, oh, my God, how did this happen? Well, it's because they can pay him $6 million with the ninth pick. And the Cubs could, too, but they might not. Last year, they went over slot in the second round um, for James Trianto, who's a high school hitter, been yep. pretty good. Yep. They gave him, like, $2 million. If they want to do that again with someone, um, they're probably not going to go over at seven, I wouldn't think. Hmm. So uh, you you mentioned Elijah Green, son of Eric Green. I know that Drew Jones, D-R-U-W, who spells it just like his dad, Andrew, without the A and the N, is up there. And you, Cam Collier, the son of Lou Collier. My God, I know there's a blouser. Matt, Hall- Matt, Hall- Matt Holliday's son's going to go top three, probably. Uh, my Jackson Holiday, the shortstop yeah. out of Stillwater, is Matt Holliday's kid. There's a little blouser here along the way. Uh, who else? There's got to be There's got to be a ton. It's crazy. Well, I mean, well, there's Kumar Rocker, too. So it is like a, it's a big bloodlines draft. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that makes it kind of interesting. Drew Jones is definitely the best player, but when Baltimore picks one, you just never know. Um, you know, the one year, Adley Rushman was the clear-cut top guy, and they took him, but every other year they've kind of taken a guy down the board, paid under slot, and then, you know, spent throughout. So they're, we're probably not going to know 
who Baltimore's taking until one of the big reporters breaks it like a half hour before the draft starts. Are they are they as weird as it seems? The the Orioles as a scouting like as a scouting and development bunch and historically they have screwed up so much. That's where you would go to find somebody who a team wasn't getting the most out of. Like you dream, you got Arietta, you got Gossman, like you you dreamed of getting uh, getting their guys. Are they still that way? The Orioles? No, I think it I think it's different under Mike Elias cuz he was in Houston, but the, they draft like they don't draft weird, but they they prioritize hitters. They don't take many pitchers. Um, I mean, he did the same thing in Houston. When people don't remember, like when they took Carlos Correa, that was like you know he was like the sixth or seventh best player in that class, and they mm. underslotted him instead of taking Byron Buxton. And then they, you know, I think they got Lance McCullers with the money that they saved. But that's the way Baltimore has operated. So they're just like their system's really good. It's just not conventional. They've won seven in a row in the big league level um, and have clearly turned a big old corner in their um, in in their rebuild. All right, looking down at the White Sox um, at number twenty six, where where what do you think they're targeting at this point, James? So I went college pitching today uh, in the mock draft. I did Connor Prelip, who was a guy that looked like a potential top ten pick, but he had Tommy John surgery. The issue with the college pitching class is that so many of them got hurt. And so to the point where I actually think the college pitching class is underrated because like, there's not going to be one that goes in the top 10, but there's going to be a bunch that go 25 to 50. And a lot of those guys, if healthy could have went a lot higher. So like, if I had to bet on it, I would say that the White Sox go college pitching and there's like a bunch of names. There's Gabriel Hughes out of Gonzaga. There's Prelip who I mentioned Um, Cole Horton went on a big run for Oklahoma in the, uh, in the college world series. So there's just like a lot of options there, but the one name, if they want to do similar to last year, Tucker Tolman is a switch hitting prep infielder out of South Carolina. They've been linked to pretty heavily. Uh, you know, they, they've had a lot of success. They took Colson Montgomery last year. So, you know, I, I could see them going the, the high school prep route again and then doing pitching like after, like in the second round and throughout the rest. I think it just, you know, when you pick 26, like they do kind of have to let the board come to them. But the, but the thing with the baseball draft, and we mentioned it, they don't, they don't have much money. They have enough money to get who they need, but they have like the 27th uh, pool. So they have the third smallest uh, bonus pool, like just over $6 million to spend basically. So, you know, there's some guys that might be sitting there at 26 and fans are going to be like, Oh man, like, like even a Kumar rocker, like take Kumar rocker. But I mean, you just don't know what that guy's asking for. And if he's not asking for slot, then you know, it, it might kind of tie the White Sox hands a little bit. So great job on the draft with all the prep and it's interesting stuff. But here we are in the middle of what should be a White Sox championship window. And they're three games under 500 through 83 games. How many games? 83 games. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. I know. Um, what do you believe it's still in there? Where are you on your your hopes of them winning the division? I think it changes like every day. I mean, I think, you know, we're going to, we're going to know a lot more by Sunday when we're doing our draft show. I think, I mean, I think we've just been sitting around waiting for the run to happen and it never happens. And like, I, I don't think Minnesota and Cleveland are that daunting, obviously. I mean, the White Sox have been awful and you've talked about it and like they should be absolutely buried and in any other division they would be, but they're not. So you know, I almost feel like it would be easier for some for fans, like if if they were buried, but they keep hanging around, and I kind of feel like 
you know, I kind of feel like if they continue to hang around, they're going to buy because playoff appearances are sacred and you hired Tony and uh, like, yeah, like they, they have a shot, but I'm not confident just because, you know, all the little chinks in the armor are exposed. Like if, if they were hitting homers and scoring runs, we wouldn't be as worried about all of the defensive deficiencies and the issues with that Tony has on the margins and the dugout and all those little things. But when you don't hit, all those things are exposed and all those things have been exposed quite a bit this year. Yeah, uh, they sure have. James, great stuff, man. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. And people can, uh, can read you on Future Socks and Socks Machine and then um, you and Mike Rankin with the Future Socks podcast, yes? Yeah, exactly. Thanks. And then me and Josh Nelson are hosting a live Twitter spaces for the, uh, during the first round next Sunday night. There you go. That's awesome. Thanks, James. Appreciate you. Thanks, Speaks. All right, you got it. It's James Fox from uh, Sox Machine and Future Sox. It is Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run. Yeah, those White Sox issues are so well-known, and I've discussed them so much, and it's frustrating. And, like, everybody's waiting for the run, and the run does not come. But the Sox are in a stretch right now that really matters. It really matters. How are they doing so far? We'll talk about that a little bit in our next hour. Jim Callis from MLB Pipeline at 1020. We'll go around the league with some fun stuff um, that you need to hear from big games around the league. We'll do that, and we'll talk with you at 312-644-6767 about the White Sox and the challenges as of right now and what the chances are for them to turn it around. Keep it here on Hit and Run on the Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.